dying lighter and uh, welcome to another panic attack with Big John oh there's the lighter I was looking for hey it was was hiding in the computer printer why wouldn't that be a first place you would look for a lighter now I gotta relight this so as I was saying before I rudely interrupted myself, it's Panic Attack, it's Big John, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, and we'll get right at this. Follow me on Getter and Twitter, and Truth Social at the real underscore Big John. So I'm surprised Candace Owens has not been suspended from Truth Social. <laughs> I'm surprised Candace Owens has not been suspended from Truth Social. Uh, I heard this earlier today on uh, the Brandon Tatum uh, YouTube channel. And I guess the other day, Candace Owens, in the last day or so, has uh, had a riff with Donald Trump. Uh, this is with Yahoo News. I wonder where they got it from. Uh, Blavity News. Uh, Kimawi, or something like that, is the reporter. Who cares? It looks like there's a bloodbath between Candace Owens and former President Donald Trump. The Daily Wire host recalled that or, pardon me, recalled what trigger, triggered her one-time, uh, her, her one-sided beef with Trump. A headline in the Daily Beast, the Daily News is uh, a conservative publication. The Daily Beast is a ultra-liberal publication. Uh, so the Daily Beast wrote, quote, Candace Owens, Colin Trump is pro-vax because he's too old to understand the internet, end quote. Uh, mandate reports. <laughs> They've got like four, one, two, three. In the first paragraph, they're citing three different stories. So you can see they're patching together uh, different stories to make the beef or riff or fight between Candace and Donald worse. Owens claimed uh, claims Owens said the claims made in the article couldn't be further from the truth. I never once called Trump too old. I never did want I never uh, Alright, stop. Slow down. I did never want 
to I did never want to that they can't even get their fucking sentences right here I did never want to that Trump could not understand the internet they don't even have their quotes right in this but this is what the media is doing to stir shit between Trump and his allies uh, so it goes on to say that Candace said, and yet somehow we got that information and believed it to be true. He got that information. That was my fault. He thought that I said that when, or said that he was too old and couldn't understand the internet and did not quite get the information that actually I want what I was saying was in defense of him so that his supporters would believe in him. Not only was he just mad, by the way, he then, during a golf session with some mutual friends of ours, had a person next to him who was egging him on, or who was egging this on, saying to Trump, and I know this because, again, this is a mutual friend. Quote, aren't you mad at Candace? Aren't you mad at Candace? Aren't you mad at Candace? And eventually he was like, yeah, I'm so mad at Candace. I'm mad at Candace. She recalled. And this got back to me that he was upset with me. That he was angry with me. The depths of Trump's disdain for Owens clicked when she later saw him. The next time that I saw him, he was quite rude to me. He was actually rude to me. His switch-up has made Candace question his character and import the importance of her past devotion to him. Quote, I'm telling you this personal story because I think something... I think it is something that made me, for the first time, question him as a person. So you have an individual who spent years defending you, right? And that individual gave you a completely kind and fair interview. They had an interview on her podcast on the Daily Wire website. Uh completely fair interview or kind and fair interview you said something yourself that your base didn't like and somehow transformed that into something I did wrong so I think there was a point where Trump who Trump is the president that's responsible for the vaccine. He warped speeded it into production, got all the regulations, most of the regulations pushed aside for so this vaccine could go into production. And what Candace is trying to tell him is your base is not <laughs> the vaccine kind of people. And she thought she was helping him out and sticking up for him. 
between what I saw her say today and what I'm reading in this article. But here's the thing. Trump's one of these people, and I'm still going to vote for him in the Republican primary if he runs, as of right now. And still going to vote for him in the general election because no other Republican can get 74 million votes. There are people going around now saying, well, I've talked to several of my friends. How many friends does one person have, really? Well, anyways, I've talked to several of my friends. They said they'll never vote for Trump again. They voted for him twice, and they now see what's wrong with him. Okay, so maybe that, that subtracts 4 million people from the 74 million votes he got last time. Well, gosh darn heck, we wouldn't want a Republican that can go out there and get 70 million votes. And in this midterm, Republicans did turn out higher than Democrats. We just didn't turn out in uh, competitive races and swing races. Uh, We had low voter turnout, say, in Ohio 13 where Madison, Jesse Otto, Gilbert should be the new congresswoman. God help y'all with that Sykes chick. Uh, Anyhow, 74 million votes. 51 million Republicans votes, pardon me, 51 million Republicans, according to Real Clear Politics, voted this election. Now, it doesn't mean they all voted Republican, And 46 million Democrats voted, but that doesn't mean they all voted straight Democrat. Now, here's the thing. At at this point, Donald Trump is the hottest politician in American politics. He's the most popular. He's beating every Republican uh, primary opponent in every poll that you see. So how do you deny him? He's the only politician in America that can put ten to 20,000 people in a venue and have another 5,000 people standing outside, just standing outside to be near this person. People say it's a cult. People say it's scary. No, it's not. Because Donald Trump, no matter what you think of him as a human being, I think he's not that bad of a human being. He's just got a temper problem. He needs to chill out with the nicknames like DeSanctimonious or Little Marco or all these things. That's that's played itself out with a lot of people. Okay? But he's still four years of world peace. Two years of good economics, a good boom economy, where the rich, they got richer, but the middle class and the poor was ca- were catching up. During the pandemic, 20, 2020 and 2021, the rich 
blew us away. Trump was president for one of those years. Biden was president the other year. So how does Biden say he's for the little working man? And it was all the Democrats in Congress and the Democrat governors that were killing little small businesses on, uh, on Main Street, family-owned restaurants, family-owned grocery stores. They were killed during this pandemic. And the Democrats wanted to keep them closed as long as possible. But the big chain stores, oh, they're necessary. They're selling the same damn product. Why does Walmart get to stay open and a mom-and-pop uh, consignment or second-hand clothing store not? Or a mom-and-pop first, uh, you know, clothing store, period. Doesn't make sense. So, Biden's full of shit, we know that. Trump, he can't keep his mouth shut long enough to be full of shit. The guy, he, he's honest by default. You know? He says whatever's on his mind, and he might yeah, occasionally walk it back, but nine times out of ten, he's like, no, that's what I said, that's what I meant. Deal with it. You know, Ron DeSantis, everybody's jumping that bandwagon, and I like him. I think he could be a good president. I think he will be a good president. But I think he wants to spend four more years in Florida. Carrie Lake, people are like, oh, Carrie Lake for VP. Carrie Lake, she has said she wants to spend eight years as governor of Arizona and fix her state. Now, Donald's got to be reined in. That's all there is to it. He needed to call Candace Owens up and say, hey, what, what, what is this all about? Send her a text. Send her a truth. You guys are friends. And yeah, I see where her feelings are hurt after she, like I, spent many years defending the guy. And I didn't even know him on the personal level that she does. But, you know, it's like, dude, there's a point where you got to realize things are getting old. It's like the smartest thing Kellyanne Conway did was take his Twitter away the last week of the election. And that probably helped him win a lot. That probably helped him a lot. And he needs people around him that will do that again. So... Let's break it, break it, broke for a minute. Because uh, I couldn't find my stinking lighter. So I wasted like two minutes of you guys' time looking for that thing. Uh, but we're going to talk about midterm elections a little bit, what the Republicans missed, and some of the reaction from uh, the Republican senators and, and people that matter. Because... Kevin McCarthy, not very far from, uh, he's not very far from old, old white man Mitch McConnell out for himself. Uh, and people in the Senate are pushing back on 
McConnell. Uh, and also, uh, I think some people in the House might push back on uh, Kevin McCarthy, too. So, BRB. Desert this soldier laying dead. Vultures pecking the eyes out of his head. Another That's so funny. So, let's look at this chair. Welcome back. Panic attack. Still cheer. So, according to Real Clear Politics, the Senate is now 49 to 49. The Republicans lost a seat. The Democrats picked up one. Uh, their projections or confirmations in the House are Republicans 211, Democrats 201. Republicans are plus nine. Democrats are uh, minus nine. Uh, in governors, this really doesn't mean a lot to me, but some people think this is more important. Uh, we have 25 Republican governors. They lost a race. We have 23 Democrat governors. However, I don't know if this has been updated. The Nevada governor's race has been finally counted and called the Republican one in Nevada. wonder if that has translated anything into the Nevada Senate race. There's also a growing movement in the Senate to challenge McConnell's leadership. So in the Senate, we're looking at the Herschel Walker runoff. Where's Nevada at here? Nevada, it's still up in the air. Uh, Laxalt has a 0.1% lead, a 0.1% lead in the voting with 94% reporting. Uh, let me check and see where Carrie Lake's race is just because that one's controversial. I'll have to go back. Well, let me see what other Senate races are still out here while I'm on this page. Uh, Utah, the Republican one, there's no competitor for him. Looks like Laxalt and uh, Cor Cortez Masto. So we need to win that to get to 50, and then we need Herschel Walker to win to get to 51. And then you're going to have your, uh, I can see him in my, in my head, Mitch Romney and your, uh, who's the other dipshit, Lindsey Graham and some others that are going to piss around. Uh, I really think we lost something in Dr. Oz. People can say what they want to say. Dr. Oz cared about America. Yes, he's representing Pennsylvania in the Senate, but there's a difference in the House of Representatives and the Senate. The, the House is the people's chamber. The Senate is a little closer to executive. And so here's the thing. Oz cared about America, and I think... If he would have won, he would have done a lot of fighting and a lot of good for America.
Uh, Lauren Boebert, with 99% of the vote counted, is 0.4% ahead of her opponent. She needs to spend more time in her district. I don't know how much time she spent there, but typically uh, when a when an incumbent has spent two years in the district making home visits, they do a lot better than a 0.4% re-election. And there will probably be some sort of recount in that election. And, uh, oh, don't worry, they'll find ballots for her opponent. But she was winning by like 64 votes and bragging about it. I wouldn't brag about that, but I I like Lauren Boebert. She's she's better than a Democrat. That race has not been called yet, however. So Josh Hawley blasts GOP leadership after midterm showing. Uh, he is on record saying he will not support Mitch McConnell for uh, House or well for this. Republican caucus leadership. We'll just use caucus as a general term. We don't know if the Republicans will be the majority or the minority party or the tied party. They would be the minority party because uh, dipshit, the vice president, will vote with the Democrats every time. Uh, There's a good article here about J.D. Vance, I've already sent this guy my resume. I think he's going to be the ninth president of the United States to come from Ohio. Uh, And I was on his bandwagon before Trump or most people. Oh, man, i got to register for something to continue to read the article. Well, it starts up here. J.D. Vance wiped the floor with Democrat Tim Ryan Tuesday night. It was a surprise for all the professional pundits, only because the Ohio Senate race had been obscured by all kinds of white noise. The mainstream media worked worked overtime to paint the contest as a toss-up, and the Democrats insisted they were going to flip the seat. They insisted Tim Ryan, who votes with Nancy Pelosi 100% of the time, in 2010 or 12 was dating Nancy Pelosi's daughter, said on PMSNBC, I don't just like Nancy Pelosi, I love Nancy Pelosi. We're still trying to figure out who loves Paul Pelosi. Now, that whole Paul Pelosi thing, God bless the man, I hope he heals up well. Hell, he got knocked in the head with a hammer, he's probably still better uh, to serve than John Fetterman. And... But yeah, this was just some crazed, loony hippie hopped up on dope and mental illness and did something crazy. Was not a Republican by any stretch. But Tim Ryan, super liberal dude. When he first got elected to the House in the early 2000s, he was a pro-life congressman. And then he said his heart was changed by the stories of women who really loved getting abortions. Okay, Timmy. And even after that, they tried to paint him as 
a moderate Democrat. Well, yeah, I think, you know, J.D. Vance was uh, kind of destined to win the Ohio Senate. Uh, I heard about him through a friend a year before he, a year before the Senate primary, and before he even officially declared, somebody said, watch out for this J.D. Vance who wrote the book Hillbilly Elegy. And, uh, this guy's gonna, this guy, this guy gets it. This guy gets us regular folk. So, I think I'll post that article. And if you want to register for emails the rest of your life, you can. Uh, I'll post the J.D. Vance article, the Candace Owens versus Donald Trump article, and this Josh Hawley article on my getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Um, so Josh Hawley blasts GOP leadership uh, for midterm showing. We had no leadership. There was no solid message. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy did not get together and say, this is going to be the message. Kevin McCarthy could have done that by himself. Uh, Mitch McConnell blasted his own candidates in July or August when it looked like we might not take the Senate uh, when it, well, we, it looks like July and August were right, but McConnell, you know, bla blasted all these MAGA Republicans because they're not crotchety old white guys I swear, he, listen, Granny Clampett and General Akbar from Star Wars had a baby and named it Mitch McConnell. I'm telling you people. All right. So, Mitch McConnell attacked his own, uh, his own candidates, calling them weak because they weren't his hand-picked old white Guggenheimers like him. Uh, there was no clear message. It was, we're not the Democrats. We're not Joe Biden. That only works for a while. I know the consultant class, like classless Karl Rove, tell people, just run on, I'm not a Democrat. Just run on, I'm not Joe Biden. That doesn't work. You have to give people an alternative message because the Democrats said, okay, we fucked up, we're going to bury that part, and we're going to attack Republicans on some issues. Oh, Republicans want to put you in jail for getting an abortion. Lie. You know, Republicans want to cut taxes for the rich and send your jobs overseas. Lie. Uh, you know, Republicans want to cut Medicare uh, and Social Security. Lie. So, two days after Republicans dramatically underperformed in midterm, uh, the midterms, but even as control of Congress remains too close to call, Senator Josh Hawley has completed his autopsy and offered his party leaders for consideration. Top line, the failure is all their fault. We saw, 
we knew if the red wave didn't come, if these races were close, it would be the fault of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. So it says the Missouri populace believes the Republican Party offered voters plenty in the way of generalized gripes about the Democrats and President Biden. That's true. But did, but no actionable alternatives. Holly calls or Holly blames what he uh, what he calls Washington Republicanism. Uh, specifically minority leader Mitch McConnell. He also thinks it is a bad idea to talk about making changes to Social Security and Medicare. Republicans just said, well, that other side sucks and Biden sucks. Well, no doubt, but it's pretty hard to convince folks, particularly independent-minded ones, who uh, tend to trust the process much, to vote for you if you don't have something affirmative to say and offer. That's exactly like this book I've been reading by Newt Gingrich says. When he and other Republicans took over the House of Representatives in 1994, really they started their their fight in like 1978 when he first got elected and it took him years but he developed a thing called the contract with America he put it together and had every Republican candidate sign it and they campaigned on that all summer long Kevin McCarthy comes out uh, a month before the election with a commitment to America that's great but why didn't you do it right after Labor Day? Instead, all people heard was you complaining. Now, when individual Republicans, Lee Zeldin, Herschel Walker, Dr. Oz, finally got these Democrat cowards to debate them, then the Republicans saw a bump in the polls. Uh, and... The, the Democrats, excuse me, came across as so pompous, so arrogant, such liars that people listened to what the Republican candidates had to say and they realized, oh, J.D. Vance has some good ideas. All Tim Ryan has is the same old rhetoric. Uh, you know, Dr. Oz is an intelligent, well-spoken guy and the things that John Fetterman is saying about him aren't true. Uh, you know, same thing in Georgia. Herschel Walker doesn't seem like a polished politician. He stumbles with his words sometimes. He speaks like a normal person, but he gets the issues, and he gets issues that are important to people. After almost a hundred million dollars spent against Herschel Walker, he is in a runoff. If there was not a third party candidate, he wouldn't be in this runoff. He would have won outright. So 
what the Republicans are saying, Marco Rubio and others, they don't want to vote on the Senate leadership right now. They want to wait until after Herschel Walker's election so Herschel Walker can say, or so Herschel Walker can have a vote in the Senate leadership for one. Uh, number two, it might force Mitch McConnell's hand to put more Senate money into the uh, Herschel Walker race. Um, Rick Scott has a lot to say with the way the Senate caucus or the Senate campaign committee spends its money. And he very well could put money into Herschel Walker's race uh, in this runoff. And Republicans need to be down there. The Republican governor of Georgia didn't campaign much with Herschel Walker from what I saw. But Rick Scott, uh, Josh Hawley, uh, Marco Rubio, all these guys need to come into the state of Georgia and help Herschel Walker get through this runoff. And Republicans have to get out the vote. We have to get our people out there voting. We were tremendous at that in the early 2000s. In fact, so tremendous, Barack Obama practically copied Karl Rove's 72-hour get-out-the-vote plan in order to win in 2008 and 2016. So, Republicans need to learn how to work the uh, mail-in ballot system because it's always going to be there now in some states. It's always going to be there in some swing districts. So we've got to figure out how to get to those voters. Furthermore, we've got to figure out how to get our message to Generation Z because they don't watch the news. They don't read newspapers. Print news is a dying medium. All right? Everything's online. Everything's clickbait. But anyhow, we've got to get through to people with the message. And we've got to reach out to women, minorities, Gen Z. Can't just be an old fuddy-duddy Mitch McConnell, you, goof, you Guggenheimer-looking bastard. You can't do it. And I'm telling you, J.D. Vance and these guys that came up this election, they better remember McConnell didn't support them. Uh, Rick Scott forced that money into their races from the Senate Campaign Committee. Mitch McConnell has a lot of control over that, but Rick Scott was the one in charge of the Senate Campaign Committee. So if you're a, a MAGA Republican and you got $30 million dumped into your race, it was because of Rick Scott, not Mitch McConnell, trust me. Mitch McConnell is out for Mitch McConnell. Alright. God bless you guys. Pray for one another. See you next panic attack with Big John. Mm-hmm. <laughs>